Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. Nice. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Mm-hmm. You ready for this? Yeah. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo, Talkoma. T A L K O M A. Use it at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. And that's bluechew.com. Promo code Talkoma. You get your first month free. Uh, go to bluechew.com for details, safety information, and thank you, Blue Chew, for sponsoring our podcast. Thanks, Blue Chew. Happy sex, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Tacoma FD. Tacoma FD. Yeah. Look at that. That's good. Here we are, Tacoma FD. That, coming out of that music. Yeah. Nice. Episode uh, 408. 408. Chicken fight. Chicken fight. Right. It's cool. It was called summer barbecue for a long time, but then you know we thought chicken fight's cuter. Yeah, we like chicken fight. Um, guess who directed this episode? It's me again. Uh, this is why I'm wearing the look at that the shirt, right? Look at that. And and it's a good looking uh, thing. That is, it's a little jowly. So I, I, I was talking about jowly. Look at me, a little okay. jowly. It is, but that's okay. I mean, this is a this is Steve Lemmy, like you know, mid to late season. Okay, right? like when he get, gets a little weight, like. First se- uh, episodes of the season, you're lean and mean and trim, right? Right. But then by like mid to late, you think that's uh, because I'm eating craft service or it's a little? It's like you le- less lack opportunity of, to exercise, lack of exercise, right? Less um, more busy. So anyway, I'm wearing this sh- shirt in honor of your directorial. All right, thank you. Right? Yeah, because well, you went and did it. Well, I was coming back from uh, from from the vid. But that's the interesting thing is that between 407 and 408, 407 you you directed, yeah. You got hit with the COVID. Yeah. And that's a that's a significant moment on this TV set because, you know, we're on a shoestring budget. You're the star of the show. You're directing the episodes. Right. And we got to figure out what the fuck to do because you're out of commission for 10 days. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't remember. Like, I remember when I heard you got it, but how did you get COVID anyway? Did you, you got it at a bar or something like that? Yeah. Well, it was like, I mean, there's some speculation about sure, it. Sure. As always. Because um, I also had a 4th of July party. Uh, yeah, but, and people get, but, but well, you had COVID like the next day from the 4th of July party. I did. I got so it. So it was like, it was as if you had gotten it prior to that party. According to the medical, uh, professionals that yeah. we spoke to, they said, you probably actually got it a few days before that. Correct. Cause it wouldn't just pop up right, the right, next right. day. Next day. Right. Uh, and there was a, a case I had gone to like a restaurant and, uh, and somebody had been in my face. Oh boy. Um, like in a fight? No, no. But like, a uh, uh, I hate to say it, but like a fan. Okay, why do you hate to say that? Well, it's douchey. Like, like okay. I got recognized and like- A person that appreciates your work- Oh, that's a very nice way of saying uh, it. Came up to you to tell you how much they appreciate their work. But then it was one of those cases where that person keeps reappearing in, in mm. your life. And then they want to do a shot. And then my you wife- You think that person had COVID? And then my wife and I were dancing and then this- It was a woman and then she yeah. she came and wanted to cut in. And it was uh, and like- Cut into you and your wife dancing? Yeah. And she- Listen, I don't know if you're learning this, if you've been paying attention to all these past episodes, but I'm a highly sought after male figure. I guess so. I guess so. I think it's when you have the mustache, though, right? When you don't have the mustache. No, no, yeah, then nobody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody wants. When I have me. the mustache. Yeah, Pedro Escobar, Pablo Escobar, boop, boop. Pedro. Yeah. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Pablo Escobar. Terry McConkey. Yeah. Okay, so this woman gave you COVID. I believe. I, I believe. I don't know. I, you know, who knows? Okay, so anyway, I remember because we're we're driving to a scout uh, where we were going to shoot this episode, the house, right? And I get the phone call, 
Lemmy's got COVID. Right. And I'm like, oh, fuck. He's directing this episode. We had to, we're locking down that location for a specific date. Yeah. Um, there's all kinds of things that go into it. And, and you're boom. Yeah. You're fucked. Right. And so we had to uh, shuffle the schedule around. Well, because this is a situation, too, where it's like, it's not, you know, it's not like if a crew member. Right. Or if a guest actor. It's not like you'd be replaced. Yeah. It's like I'm one of the lead characters. <laughs> right. And, and the director. And the director. Um, and so we had to shuffle some things around. I had to direct one of my episodes. We shuffled episodes. We shuffled episodes. Right. Because then I directed 10 and you directed 12, which was going to be the other way around. But we had to adjust on the fly. And then, um, you know, we had to bump up LP, our good friend LP. You know, we had to bump up one of her episodes. And, um, and then we had to figure out stuff to shoot. Which is funny because one of the scenes in this episode, yeah, we were trying to figure out everything we could shoot without you. Right. And one of them was the uh, this vacuum cleaner the cold, cold open. open. Yeah. And I said, I'll take it, guys. That's what. That's I'll what, take the helm. You know what? That's what partnership is all about. Right. You pick you pick your partner up when your partner is down. That's right. And so I stepped up, and I directed that vacuum cleaner scene, guys. And I have to tell you, it's. That is not a, an easy thing to do because, like, w- when you're a director, you prepare. Yeah. And you prepare for a long time in advance to figure out the shots. And especially in a, a scene like this, because this scene, it, it's, it requires some mental. Yeah, because it's like a, you're hiding stuff from one of the characters and you're playing this prank. Well, it's based know. on a real firefighter prank that we I was going to ask you, like, what, where did that come from, this vacuum cleaner thing? I can't remember where that came from. I don't know what I, – like, I, it's been so long. I don't remember if, if it was uh, – it definitely came from a, a firefighter. They said we used to play a prank okay, where we had uh, a large speaker and you had to kind of choreograph it, but, like, you'd get the probie to vacuum something. Right. And you're playing the sound of the vacuum cleaner, but the vacuum cleaner's actually on. Yeah, and the vacuum cleaner's unplugged. Right, okay. And then at the end, you get them, you plug it in when they're like, you Looking know, down the thing, and, and then, then you they get, get sucked in the face. But okay. that's still a hard thing to convey with, like, there's people all over, and you have to somehow show that this vacuum cleaner isn't sucking things up. Right. And you have to show that somebody's, you know, that the vacuum cleaner's unplugged, and you've got to show that somebody's switching the vacuum cleaner on and off. Right. There's just a lot of parts to it. Yeah. And you stepped in, and I think you did a great job. Thank you, man. Thank you. I'm a professional. You are a professional. I know the cast. Yeah. I know the crew. You know your way around that world. Uh, Luckily, I wasn't acting in that scene. True. And, you know, the funny thing about this is that, you know, 80% of this episode is at that barbecue. Yeah. And so uh, there were maybe only two scenes, I think, that were in the station. Right. And we were able to move them around before we went out into that world. But we had to wait for you to get COVID over. We had had to finish your COVID. Right. And then you came back and we pushed this this day back or, or you know, three days, three days, two days, three days. I can't remember how many days we were at that place. That we were barbecue, there for three days. Three days. And, um, and then you came back from COVID and went right into that. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's probably hard because you were, you know, coming off an illness. I did get. And, and, and directing that circus. I mean, it's, it's different when you go on location. I mean, it's like we're on location. Uh, it's a parlor comedy. Uh, in a hundred degree heat and the, you know, a lot of moving parts. Yeah. So this was like, it, honestly, I will say this was my least favorite episode to ever direct. Really? Okay. Well, it came out so great. Well, be, but it, it was, I, why am I sucking your dick so hard? Why are you sucking my dick so understand. hard? Can Maybe you I soften, stop. can you soften up the dick sucking? Oh, Jesus. Okay. All right. Sorry. Uh, but well, it's like, there's like you said, it's a parlor comedy, meaning yeah. we have our character Mickleberry is going from station to station running around. Right. And so you have to choreograph. You know, this might be boring to some people, but it's it's a puzzle. And 
you've you know, got you have to ter- figure out where all the characters are at this. But here's the problem. And you've got fucking COVID head. But also, and in this particular case, it's it's so wide. There's yeah. so many wide things and there's so many things happening that there was no way. Like we we skipped lunch, I think, pretty much every day. We were doing yeah. something called French hours. Yeah. Just shooting straight through. And and the last night Because you were tied to daylight. When the sun goes down, you're done. Yeah. But then we also had to shoot night stuff at the end, the pool, and Terry sure, passed sure, sure, out. Sure, sure. We did that last year. And that was that was like a 16-hour day or something like that. Woo! Uh, it's hard We're work. hemorrhaging money. It is hard work. It is hard work. But- <laughs> Oh, but, boo fucking who, boo. right, everybody? Well, here's the nice thing, is that actually I was uh, directing in a bathing suit yeah, and, and flip-flops. Yeah, and the shirt or the fucking- Well, this, you know, I couldn't find- I, I, I looked for the shirt that I wore in the episode yeah. today. Yeah. I couldn't find it. And I actually was, I, I was surprised because I take- That's all, not it? This is not it. Okay. I take all the wardrobe. Sure, I know you do. Especially like- you Free know, junk. Free, free junk. junk. That's all I give you. Free junk. Free junk. Free junk. There's a movie reference from the 80s. Fletch, everybody. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, so I got to direct in a bathing suit and flip-flops. That's which, not bad. Which was the nice part. That's not bad. That's nice walking around in flip-flops yeah. and shit like that. That was the good part. Um, but, you know, I, I think this is an idea that we had been sitting on for a long time. Um, and, um, uh, uh, I want to credit Tiffany Spring also as a writer, which is a, it's a hard thing because this is a very personal story to me and you. Yeah. And, uh, she did a fantastic job putting it all together. But, um, uh, this is based on kind of, you know, every year I like to have barbecues, uh, at my house. I like to have a little pool party, usually a Memorial day weekend. Yeah. And it's comes from the fact that my Families do the same thing where we'd have a big barbecue at my family's house. And, and I do that now every year. And the Tacoma people come and everyone comes and. But this is like, you know, it's uh, I, I, I remember going to July 4th barbecues at your house. I'm sure you did. Uh, my parents' house. At your parents' yeah, house. Yeah, right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah. But this was my introduction really to your parents. This is, We're talking about like, you know, when we're like maybe teenagers or in our yeah, early we 20s. Yeah, in college. Yeah. 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 And uh, met your dad, the judge. Yep. Big Mike Heffernan. Yep. He manned the grill. He manned the grill. Was very protective of the very grill. Very aggressively manned the grill. That that was his domain. Yeah, yeah. And, and and specifically his chicken. That's right. So this is this chicken subplot is based on basically my dad. It's your dad uh, who uh, had Mike's famous chicken, and he would cook that chicken every summer, every barbecue. And um, this is a very delicate. thing. It's a very delicate but, thing. But I don't I don't know if I'll ever watch this. But but he. Um, People were, so, you know, critical of it. Well, <laughs> it, it was cooked through. He liked to cook it for a long time, and he would get these gigantic fat breasts. Like, it wasn't like legs and thighs. He'd get these gigantic fat breasts, put them on the grill, and cook them for hours. And um, and a lot of times, they, they ended up drying out a little bit. But, like, they get a little dry. <laughs> but he was, he tended to be very assertive. He was. About his chicken. When you walked in. Yeah. It was... He was braggy about it, and he, was, and he was pushy about it. He was pushy. He would say, you ready to have the world's greatest chicken? Are you hungry? Starving. World's famous chicken is almost up. You like world's famous chicken? World's famous chicken, baby! All right. And we're like, yeah, I am. <laughs> and that first, that first one, you're like, oh, yeah, I am. And he's like, because I, I make the world's greatest chicken. Like, oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this chicken. Yeah. And he'd and be like, you're going to be, you're going to miss, you're going to take this chicken home. You want to take it home. You want to have as many pieces as you possibly can. Yeah. Hey, Lucy. Get some more chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have another piece, Luce. Hey, Mickleberry, come on. Get a couple more pieces on there. What are you talking about? Get the garlic bread off your plate. Put another piece of chicken on there. And then, you know, like, it's... So, like, okay. So, <laughs> so... So, in Hollywood, in Hollywood, like, in TV commercials, there's something called a bite and smile. 
Right. So there's give me that. Give me the bite and there's, smile. And there's two bite and smiles. Yeah. Uh, w- one bite and smile is. This is if you're acting in commercials. If you're acting in commercials, like when you see like a, a hamburger commercial yeah. or, you know, like a, like for tater tots, whatever it is, it's it's always the same. It's There's two types of bite and smiles. One is, I've never had this before. Will I like it? Right. It's delicious. Yeah, I do like it. Yeah, yeah. and that and that's like this. Like, Give me that. <laughs> okay, that's, that's, that's the I never had it before. Where you didn't know. Okay. This is the one where you have had it before and you're looking forward to taking right. that bite. You know how good it's going to be. And it's as good, if not better, okay. than you remember. And that's the bite and smile, too. Okay. <sighs> There's a third bite and smile, oh, that, boy. Third that, bite came, smile. At, that came at the Heffernan Barbecue, okay. which is. I don't know what this is. I've right. been promised something good, right? And it's fucking dry, right? Or I know this is dry, but I'm going to put on a good face. Okay, so that's two more <laughs> light and smiles. So here, here's, here's because you couldn't, you couldn't shit on my dad. I mean, you had to be like, this is fucking great, right? So here's, so here's bite and smile. You haven't had this chicken before. You've heard it's great, and it's fucking dry, like. Mm. Okay, and then here's the next year you're there. Thanks, Judge. This is bite and smile where you know it's going to suck and you still have to put on the face. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> okay, there we've got it covered. All right. So, But that was what would happen. Matt, you'd come over, he would push the chicken, you would eat the chicken, you would have to compliment the chicken even though you didn't particularly care for the chicken. And then he would also make you have seconds on the chicken. Yeah, yeah, he would make, he would keep pushing it. He's He'd like, one more? You another one? Yeah. One more? You're going to have another one. Yeah, it's I know you off. want another one. I know how to make you feel better, buddy. Huh? One more piece of chicken for you. Just put it on the old big pile there, my friend. And that was what the traditional... Uh, barbecue at my house was right and so but you never want you couldn't even like you know like with your best friends you can rag on them about something like that but like it was your dad and you knew how how much he cared about his chicken oh yeah and it would hurt it would hurt him if you told him that and and so you could rag amongst each other right but you couldn't uh, so we put that on top of the episode in the sense that that's terry's M.O. Right. And that you guys all know the chicken sucks and you're going to do whatever you can and to we, try to change that. Why don't you just tell him the truth about the chicken instead of leading him on? Goodness gracious, oh, where's yeah. your heart, man? Yeah. Why don't we give him a paper cut across the face and imprison his firstborn child? <laughs> you haven't seen Terry in action at the grill. The preening, the cocksuredness, the sense of fulfillment. If we were to tell him that his chicken was drier than a camel's crotch in a sandstorm, it would devastate him. So... We endure the chicken and we compliment them, and so will you. Now, I will say in, in real life, the, the torch has been passed on right. to Kevin Right, so now Heffernan. I have that situation. Right. This is a, a view of me at my party. Those are my, my wings, right? That's, I'm famous for my wings, which is our little pieces of chicken. There's his wife. Now, these are delicious wings. Yeah. And okay. Kevin also does great burgers, although this year the burgers were a little bit overcooked. Yeah, yeah, I got it. And uh, I lost track of where I was. Where that I was. happens sometimes. So that's, you know, all of these things sort of. Sure. But, but like for the most part, it's it's always very good. Yeah. And Ke- you're a little bit more modest. Like you don't come out and say like, I'm the best, I'm the best. Sure, I just know it. You just, <laughs> that's confidence right there. <laughs> uh, but the raucousness <laughs> of this, bar- your barbecue has m- made it 
into uh, into the episode. That's what right. So mine's a little bit more drinky and a little bit more you know whatever. And I have rules, you know. It's like which we do in the thing coolers by the. The coolers by the grill. Why is that? Perhaps you are not familiar with the feng shui of a backyard barbecue party. It's feng shui, but go ahead. The grill man puts the cooler by the grill so that people come to him for a drink. That way he can visit with everyone while he does his job. So that's part of that. Uh, no glass. No glass No by glass the at the pool, right? Everyone knows you don't bring glass to a pool party, Proby. That's a big no-no never. And then I play, it's my music. It's, I play the music. And it's all like, it's the same. It's classic guitar rock. Every year, it's like Molly Hatchet, <laughs> 38 Special. <laughs> the Fabulous. I mean, look, they, they're all good songs. It's all good stuff. You know, man. I like hearing Flirting with Disaster by Molly Hatchet. I think you're exaggerating, but yes. You know, a lot of CCR, Creedence Clearwater Revival. A lot of Creedence. You know, I mean, look, there, there's a lot of stuff. But then on the flip side, like when I have my uh, pool parties... <laughs> Right, you might throw some hip hop in. You throw hip hop in? No, you might. I might throw some hip hop yeah, yeah. in. This this year, I threw some squeeze in, and I heard you. Co- and he complains, and he complains. It's like I, I you know what? I, I'm probably the only person. I've got PTSD about my my pool mix. I'm putting it on. I'm like, will Kevin like this? Well, you know what? Fuck it. I don't give a shit. I'm putting on pulling muscles from Michelle. And then I hear him pulling complaining about from Michelle. He's like, you got squeeze, yeah. squeeze on your. But yeah. what Kevin doesn't realize is that the barbecue's for everybody. Yes, there sure. are some children. Like you have songs that your children like. Like you got you put the Mighty Quinn on uh, yeah, on your mix. My, and, my daughter's name is Quinn. and Poke Salad Annie. You yeah, like that song? I love that song. Your wife likes that song. No, I like that song. Okay, but we have you know we have a, a little bit more of a, an eclectic mix. Like my right. wife likes like Pitbull, so you right. might hear Pitbull. Right. You know, like Don't right. Stop the Party. Sure. Or Fireball. Sure. The eight oh eight. No, what is it? The three oh eight. Mister three oh five. Mister three oh five. Yeah, Mister Worldwide. That's right. Yeah, Pitbull. Three oh five, bro. Yeah, I got it. So I get you uh, anyway, but so, so, but so Kevin, but th- this is exactly right. Kevin right. is very controlling about his barbecue. Right. Like it's, it's very specific. And here's, here's another nice thing is that with Kevin, Kevin's usually about 10 beers in <laughs> like, when people show up, uh, you're usually about like six to eight yeah. by the time well, people show that, up. You know, I ice it early and that cold mm. beer in the cooler. Mm. Don't disagree. Uh, can't disagree. You can't not stop, start drinking. No, it. I know you. You Cold got to cans drink of beer in the cooler. So uh. sucking them down, uh. sucking them down, getting that bar tan going. Yeah. But like, but but by the time that the people are eating the food and complimenting you for the most part, except yeah. for this year's hamburgers, you're you're feeling pretty pretty loose. Yeah. And once you start hearing the compliments enough, especially when like people are like a second on the seconds, and you realize right. you have succeeded. Right. At providing oh, you like the wings, huh? People with quality barbecued meats. Yes. That's when you get horny. <laughs> and that's when you start to PDA with your wife, who you normally don't PDA with at all. And if you compliment his chicken enough, he starts to PDA with Vicky. Yeah, that part's weird for me. Okay. Okay. We've covered this recently with We with, have. I, you know, I you know, I know that's a theory. I don't know how accurate the theory but is. But it's re- and then you get that you get that horny bird kiss on your like you'll <laughs> bring your wife in close. And she's usually a few beers deep at this point, too. Yeah, but she doesn't want to have it. You know, she's, she's, no, she doesn't want, but she knows that she's got to give like, it no, up Get the you. condiments out. That's her? No, me. Yeah, that's, that's you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your condiments are a, bit, a big thing there. But, like, but this yeah. is when you start to PDA. And, like, and we did this in the episode, which is one of my favorite moments. Because Heather, uh, who we talked about a couple episodes ago, sells it. Hey, Vicky! Vic! Vic, I'm at the table! Um, I'm right here, honey. Oh, hey, Vicky! Hey, where's oh. your chicken? No, you know Where's what? your chicken? I, I want to get my plate Give first, me right? No, 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 no just, honey, honey, I'm going to get my plate. Kiss, no, I don't chi- want any kisses. Beer barbecue is an aphrodisiac for my dad. 
Like I thought in real life, Heather didn't want me near her. In I, real life. Yeah, no. But I that's mean, Yale drama school for you. Right, because you're acting <laughs> shit-faced. Right. And coming to get that. Trying like, to get a kiss. Wet kiss. Yeah. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Mm, huh? Yeah. So discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. I love that tagline. Chew it and do it, baby. Chew it and do it. It's like, you know, turn it and burn it, but this is like chew it and do it. Mm-hmm. That's a call to action. It's true. And we have a special deal for our listeners. That's right. You go to bluechew.com and enter the promo code TALKOMA, T-A-L-K-O-M-A. Talk. Oma. Talkoma. And you will get the first month free. You just pay $5 for shipping. But bluechew.com, promo code TALKOMA, T-A-L-K-O-M-A. The first month of Blue Chew's chewable tablets come free. And you know what they do for you? What? They make you better in bed. Really? Yeah. And you get that for free? You get that for free for the first month with our promo code TALKOMA, T-A-L-K-O-M-A. Everybody loves making love, right? They really do. You know why they call it making love? Why? Because love is made at bluechew.com. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. All right, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Welcome to 2024. Welcome to 2024. Are there uh, things about yourself that you would like to improve? Always. Meaning, are there things that you are already crushing that maybe you can take to the next level? Yeah. Like sometimes around the beginning of a new year, people are like, well, what can I do that's new? Like, Like new year, new you. That's not the message here. The message here is let's take things that we're kicking ass at and go even further with and those And so BetterHelp helps you do that. It's a form of therapy. So okay. if you're considering... Online therapy. If you're considering therapy, BetterHelp is totally online. It's convenient. It's flexible to suit your schedule. And what you do is you go to betterhelp.com, you fill out a questionnaire, and they will link you up with a licensed therapist. And at any time you want to switch therapists, you can do that there too. That's great. So we're all making progress in life. Mm-hmm. This helps you celebrate the progress that you have already made. Right. Right. Okay. So you go to betterhelp.com slash talkoma, T-A-L-K-O-M-A. You put that in, you get 10% off the first month, right? Betterhelp.com. That's H-E-L-P slash talkoma, T-A-L-K-O-M-A. 10% off the first month of online therapy. Sounds like a good deal. Yeah. So it's not new year, new you. It's new year, better you. Wow. Hey. Humor do. Yagar bra. Taxamiket. Yag iatasti. Hey. Sniga brilor. Okay. What language am I speaking? What did I just say? I was speaking Swedish. I said, Hi. How you doing? I'm doing well. My name is Steve. Cool sunglasses. Now, here's the thing. If you want to learn a language, the best way to do that is by immersion, living in a place where the language is spoken. But since nobody really gets to do that, the next best way is with Babbel. Okay? Babbel has their own theme song. It's my favorite sound in the world because that sound is the sound of learning. That's right. With Babbel, for just 10 minutes a day, you could be speaking a new language in three weeks. And if you can do that in three weeks, just imagine what you could do in a whole year. Okay? So if like one in five people learning a new language is on your bucket list for 2024, Babbel is the place to go. Okay, because for just 10 minutes a day in three weeks, you can be learning practical stuff like asking for directions, uh, ordering food off a menu, 
asking for help, how much does something cost, and you don't have to use one of those clumsy language apps. So we have a special deal for our listeners, okay? You listen to Tacoma, you go to babble.com slash Tacoma, okay? That is B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Tacoma, T-A-L-K-O-M-A. And you will receive 55% off of your Babbel subscription. That's for our listeners only. So 55% off, go to babbel.com slash Tacoma, okay? Rules and, restriction, rules and restrictions apply. Now, studies by Yale and University of Michigan have shown that 15 hours of Babbel is the equivalent of an entire semester at a college. What does that say to me? Well, one of two things, either that college is a waste of time or that Babbel is just as good as going to a college. I prefer that. So go to babbel.com slash Tacoma. 55% off your subscription to Babbel. You will be learning Swedish in three weeks or Spanish or Italian or Russian or Chinese. It doesn't matter. Any language you want. Okay. Developed by over 150 language experts, Babbel is conversational, it's practical, and it's the way to go if you want to learn a new language. Talk to me, Ket. Hey, Dor. You love, you love these holidays. You love Christmas, but you love Memorial Day. You love July 4th. You love these holidays. Yes. Labor yep, Day, the I summer. Do. I do. Stuff. I, I remember like one of my favorite memories of you. It was probably like my second July 4th barbecue as we sat down at and watched- At my parents' house. At your parents' house. Yeah. We sat down and watched uh, the Yankees old timers game. Oh yeah, old timers game. And it was the first time that Don Mattingly ha- was back as an old timer yeah. since he had retired. And he's yeah. you know a slightly probably late nineties we're talking about. Yeah, a slightly tragic Yankee figure. And oh, very tragic. They won the World Series the year before he came. Yeah. And then they didn't win it his entire career. Yeah, for sixteen years or it was until the season after he retired, and then they won the it year again. After they won it again. Yeah. Sad. So this was Don Mattingly's Donnie Baseball's uh, first. Uh, old timers game as a yeah. Yankee and we're watching the game and they introduce him and I hear a sniffle. Yeah. And I turned and I looked over at Kevin Heffernan and he was crying. Mm-hmm. And and he looked at me and he said, it's the one time a year I'm allowed to cry. <laughs> and then took another pull on his Budweiser. I was like, hey bro, I got no no problems with that. Do you remember though when we, you and I went to a, um, a Red Sox Yankees uh, playoff game years later, I think it was like 2003 or 2004. And uh, we were in the stadium, and then I think my wife called while we were sitting in the stadium, and she was like, they just announced, you know who's throwing out the first pitch? And I was like, no, it's Don Mattingly. Like, Holy shit. Remember that? I do. And so we were sitting there, and we were watching, and and, uh, and Don Matt- and they announced him. He came out, and right in the moment that they announced him, like it was a cop yeah. who tapped me on the shoulder. He was like, who, who's this now? Who's coming out here? Like right in the most emotional moment, this fucking cop tapped yeah. me on the shoulder because he wanted to know who that guy was. Right, and you and it happened in a flash. Yeah, you told him it's it's uh, it's Don Mattingly. He's like Don Mattingly, like yeah, Don Mattingly's throwing yeah. out the first pitch and turned back and he had just it was done over. it. Yeah, we missed it because of this guy behind us. Anyway, all right. Anyway, this anyway. episode. This anyway, episode. anyway, anyway. So, so the uh, it was a joy. We wanted to get out of the station and we wanted. See everyone, you know, in, in their civvies and out having a good time. And so we shot this barbecue. Uh, uh, and it was great. We had, we had a great time. We got my kids got in on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughters, I mean, people who don't know this. Uh, so I have three daughters. Terry McConkie has three daughters. Right. And, you know, obviously the oldest one is Lucy, who's the main character. And then over the course of the seasons, we've always had the other two daughters. And those are my real daughters, uh, Kelsey and Quinn, my real daughters. And 
up uh, in the first few seasons, you know, they'd come in there and the joke was they don't talk. They're just looking at their iPads all the time. Right. And that was, you know, how you save money by not paying an actor, right? You make them extra. Well, also, that's what kids do these days. That's what kids do. But forever, forever, they were like, can we have lines? We want to talk. We want to act. We want to talk. And so, um, uh, so we said, yeah, okay. So this is the episode that you guys are going to talk. Yeah, there they are. There you go. Aww. Us on the set, uh, eating wagon wheels, which oh. was a big uh, fun. Apple slices yeah, with apple peanut slices butter. Peanut butter. And now what we got to do uh, was do some of this real life stuff where, um, you know, they give me shit and they do this in real life at these parties because they don't like me getting drunk. Right. They don't like to see dad drunk. Your girls here have expressed some concern over every year you embarrassing them by drinking too much at the party. Honey, a man can enjoy a few beers in the comfort of his own home. Last year, you woke up in the hedges when the sprinklers turned on. What a loser. <laughs> Settle down. Right, and dad is... And dr- that's the time dad gets drunk. He doesn't have to drive. He's in the comfort of his own home. He's having a good time. So dad has he's, some beers. He's entertaining people, but it's hot yeah. by the grill. That's right. And by the way, there's nothing more refreshing than an ice cold beer out of the cooler. You said it. Memorial Day, July 4th. This is a a person's right. You said it. This is a person's right. That's what I say to them, but they don't like that. And so, you know, we we peppered that plot in here. And it was a true story thing where um, one of these events, it was actually Thanksgiving, uh, which I also like to have a few drinks. Yeah. When I host Thanksgiving. Right. And, And sometimes when you do that, you tend to neglect your parental duties. Sometimes that happens. I have a couple of Thanksgiving stories about yeah. you. Okay. Well, you can sit on those. Um, but anyway, one Thanksgiving, they made me sign a contract. Uh, essentially said, uh, you know, you're not allowed to drink. And if you do drink, then you owe us $50 million. Yeah. And then, you know, sign it, dad, sign it. And then I signed it. And then I got fucking drunk. <laughs> so I owe him $50 million. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, this was a, a true life thing. I signed this contract. And so we thought we would write this in here where my daughters get upset that I get drunk at these parties. And so we're going to sign this contract. And that's a runner throughout. And, my, and it allows my daughters to have some lines and be throughout the episode. We took the liberty of drawing up a contract. What contract? What are you talking about? I, Terry McConkie, agreed not to get sloppy drunk today. If I do, I will sleep in the garden shed for a week as punishment. Please sign on the dotted line. I'm not signing anything. Sign it! Now, yeah, and so uh, as the director, I, I opted to present them as kind of like the twins in The Shining. Yes. There are several times where you just Which turn they and loved, look. And we watched The Shining in preparation. Right. Uh, we watched The Shining to see them as the twins in The Shining. And then you and then you, you would just turn and there they are. There they are. Watching Boom. you drink with your, yeah. with your, and, and you know, one of the things that I, like <laughs> I also did, which I really enjoyed, anytime I've had you drinking beer or really anything in Tacoma FD, I always make you take those ridiculously long pulls. All right. Uh, Tear? But then, you know, multiply that by like 10 takes. And then there you are. And you're I'm fucking full. Drinking pomegranate juice. And yeah, drink pomegranate juice or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. There was something. They had something like, I think it was like seltzer or something. was in was in a lot of those cans. Well, it was one of the, the first can had like a soapy water in it. Like it well, because what it happens is they put the label on. They put like, they put a, you know, you're not, we don't get sponsors, especially when you get drunk. The, the real beer sponsors won't do it, which is why it was hard for us to get a sponsor for like Beer Fest, the movie Beer Fest. Right. Because the, nobody wants to see you drinking irresponsibly. And so uh, if you're going to get drunk, you're not going to get a sponsor. They pull out. 
And so uh, you have to create your own beers, which are fun, you know, whatever. You, I think ours was a colonial beer. It's like or American colonial. Yeah, American colonial. It's, it's supposed to be Budweiser. Like yeah. And so uh, anyway, so they have to put these labels on it. And what they'll do is they'll glue a label onto a can of seltzer or whatever it is, you know. Um, and so uh, the first couple of my drink, and it was all glue, like it was the taste of glue. Yeah. It was. <laughs> Which I was like, can I get one that doesn't taste like glue, please? Yeah. And then I'm an actor. But then that alternative isn't good either. No. It's no, like, no, but, no. well, because also like, you know, you're not a seltzer guy. I am not a seltzer guy. And so there no. you are, like, because ultimately what we also want is that sound effect of the can opening. Right, we so want you the need bubbles. carbonation. We want you to burp a lot. Yeah. yeah burp and so we have good. seltzer in there, but like, yeah. and you know, like. Your ability as an actor, like I, I, I've been seeing your your acting skills lately, but you're also an excellent food and drink actor. Oh, thank you. You're an excellent food and thank you and drink actor. I refer you to like we just watched my kids and I watched uh, Rise of the Machines. Okay, a few weeks ago when you're two o six when you're trying all the all the or is it three o six? I can't remember. Yeah, when you're when you're trying all the food from Snackaton and like. 306. The pretzels and yeah, sweet yeah, yeah, tea yeah. Yeah. and like uh, you, you know you're an excellent food actor. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Well, there's a lot of it in here. I mean, I. And I wrote this down to credit these props guys, uh, the props folks who um, we put a lot of burden on because we end up having a lot of food and whatever. And um, they had to do an incredible job preparing this stuff. I mean, I, when you cut to that, tr you know, it's we had to cook the chicken all the way and then you cut to that tray of the burnt chicken. Yeah. Uh, they just did a fantastic well, job so we prepping have, all this food stuff. Yeah, and so it's like each season we've gotten more and more into Tom Bree. food stuff. And well, his team. Yeah, and his team. And yeah. that's because like, I, around season two, it was that restaurant episode with Joey yeah. Pants. They realized that the food was an issue. Yeah. Like it caused them a, a great deal of, of, of stress. And so in season three, we started having a dedicated chef to, to prepare all the yeah. stuff. And in this case, the chef was having to prepare a lot of chicken. Yeah. And it was breaking her heart to have wow, it was to- breaking my heart. To overcook it. Yeah, it's breaking my heart. Yeah, it's so heart. good. Breaking my heart because it was breaking fat. Breaking my heart. Fat breasts of Big chicken. Fat breasts of chicken that looked delicious. And we overcooked. But they also still had to be okay to eat. Yes. Because Mickleberry yeah. was going to have to eat the chicken for everybody. That's right. And so despite the fact that they got the shit burned out of it, which is very funny, he had to eat that chicken. Exactly. Which he did. Too bad for him. He did, he did a great job, that kid. Oh, he did. That kid. That kid. That kid, Chris Avila. That kid, Chris, that young fella. Yeah. He did a fantastic job in that episode. I mean, he's harried and put upon and running around he's driving that episode he's the episode is about him yeah running from place to place and you know I, he, I think he does a fantastic job in that episode they're throwing fireworks at him fireworks his mom's there his mom's there Me, oh she was fantastic andrea de Oliveira. yeah and of course for his troubles <laughs> what does he get uh he gets eddie panisi sleeping with his mom cat uh, why do you like do you orchestrate this where you just sleep with the beautiful women in the set is that uh, is that what happens here? I mean, isn't that why we got into Hollywood in, in the first place? <laughs> I guess so. I don't. Know. I guess so. She was lovely, and she was fantastic, and she came to, into this episode with us, and I, well, I think, and, it's, and it's written that I think it was a it was a little more uh, lascivious at some point the script, right? But and we toned it down a little bit, like where you're like he sees you having sex with her. We, we and, saw them having sex. Uh, right. Lucy and uh, and and Granny and Ike looked up and actually saw them. Uh, inside the house right like uh there were a, a number of variants like that. at one point it was like you saw eddie with two legs sticking up right uh giving her covid yeah <laughs> getting people <laughs> ill um but yeah but but it, this was like it's funny because like people you know they're like um are you gonna 
have any arcs and any season long. Like the network is always like, okay, well, these are standalone episodes. Sure, yeah, but yeah, if yeah. you want to consider or something, yeah. a season long arc mm-hmm. to, to track a story and mm-hmm. in season three, it was, it's always bullshit. In season three, it was that we introduce your chair. Right. That you had farted the, the on fart chair. so many times. <laughs> And we paid, Juvenile. It, we paid it off in the end. It had collected so much methane gas yeah. that that's the thing that ignites and blows up the station. Right, right. That's our season-long arc. In this in this season, it's Mickleberry's mom. Yeah. We introduce her in episode, the Spectre in Eight. episode 402. Yeah. Okay, you're right. You're, you're right, you're right. You're where right. Mickleberry's on the phone with her. You're right, you're right. Yeah. And then in this episode, we meet her and she's sweet and then- Delightful. And then Eddie puts his disgusting paws on her and, 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 and she allows Eddie to sully her. Right. And then, you know, in episode uh, 10, we, 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 she, you know, we reference her again. We reference her again yeah. and we kind of, you know, we let the cat out of the bag for sure. Mickleberry. Um, let me ask this question. Yes. Um, as a guy who's directing and also doing the kind of hooking up stuff, uh, is that weird? That's tough. Cause yeah. like I had to do that also, uh, when we did the firefighters ball. When yeah. we had the, the baggage handler. And the, Joanna Cassie. Did you direct that? I didn't direct no, that. No, I helped you direct that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But in the firefighter's ball, we had the baggage handler with the arm. Yeah. And uh, I had to make out with her. Right, right, right. Oh, boy. It's a little <laughs> It's a little creepy oh, to be the director and making out. They're going to be like. That's the thing. I think we got to yeah. tro- put a little more effort in. Let's like, go. You mind? I'm going to give you some more tongue. Yeah. Let's do You know what? Let's. Uh, I, first of all, I think your shirt should be off like this. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. you don't want to. Yeah, it's gross. You, you know, so like, gross. so actually, in in those cases, I I defer to you. That's true. And look, you're a little uncomfortable shooting these scenes in the first place. And I'm anyway. a very chaste person, anyway. So, but so for those, you're down there, yeah, shouting stuff yeah. up to kiss us. Kiss her, let me. So when you're after you kiss her before you walk in, throw like throw in the, like give me something to camera. You know what I mean? Yes. A little something to camera, but you don't have to make eye contact with these guys, but just like that look, okay. like that look, okay? All right, let's go. You, you want the deep breath after we kiss or before we kiss? Uh, I want your deep breath, like right before you throw that cocky look, like okay. <sighs> cocky look and then you and then you walk in, okay? okay. But I, I, I let you do it. That way it's not coming from me. Like it should be like rough up my hair a little bit more right. or like, and also you can see what I can't, which is like, uh, oh, you yeah. have to open up to the camera yeah, or whatever it is. But she, uh, well, I thought she was delightful. She was fantastic. And she did a fantastic job, and she was a good sport. Yeah. She was game for anything, and um, it was fun. It was fun to see Mickleberry's mom, I thought. Yeah, Mickleberry's mom. The other uh, thing which I like and I want to talk about is the subplot. The towel subplot. Yeah. Which is also a very fun plot to me. It's, you know, everybody's got to be doing something, right? So this is the Gabe and Marcus subplot is them trying to get the nice towels. The fat towels. Look, do us a favor. Terry's watching us like a hawk. I need you to go inside and grab some of those fat, juicy, soft towels. Chief said use the outside towels. No, 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 no man. Outside towels? We're not going to use those thin-ass, stupid outside towels, okay? They're embarrassing. You want the nice, soft, plush inside towels. And, um, you know, I, I'm one of those guys who, I, you know, the, where I'm the bathroom towels are the bathroom towels and the pool towels are the pool towels. I'm one of those guys. Right. No question about that, but... The, the genesis of this story was more of a true thing yeah. of you, of your childhood. Yeah. Which Gabe actually tells the story in his emotional monologue yeah. of, the, of what was your true story. Yeah. Listen, I grew up poor in Little Belgium, okay? All I had was thin towels my entire life. I go to my rich friend's house and see there are stacks and stacks of beautiful plush towels. I try them on when no one's looking, wrap it around my head, pretend I was a fancy lady. 
It felt great. I'm not using thin towels again. It's plush towels, okay? So, you know, uh, people may or may not know, my mom was a, a Spanish teacher at a, a very uh, elite uh, private school in New York City. And so I got- So you were a townie. So I was a townie. I was a- In a, New York City, on the Upper East Side. Yeah. With the Rubenstein twins. Yeah, with the 84th Street gang. It's tough. With the Winklevoss kids. Right, but so, <laughs> so I better not see anybody laughing in there. I'm not fucking yeah. kidding. They were tough. I'm telling you, they were tough. They were tough, dude. They were uh, tough. My friend, wait till my rich friends come out here and tell you how tough they were. <laughs> uh, but so, no, I went to the school and I was, yeah. I was uh, one of the kids there who didn't have all the money and I was there. I was a faculty kid. Right. And so, you know, it's not that we were impoverished or anything. But, no, no. But, like, I felt that way. And one of the ways— that, I mean, you were going to school with very wealthy people. I mean, this is yeah. New York City, Upper East Side bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great opportunity. CEOs. The children of CEOs. Statesmen. The celebrities. Celebs. Yeah. The whole thing. I get it, bro. The whole thing. I get it. Bro. Wealthy people. I get it. And then there was— And then you. There was us. Poor you. An immigrant family. Yeah. From Argentina. Yeah, exactly. And Puerto Rico. Yep. Didn't have shoes to wear to well, school. Well, so, no, but what the, what the, the thing, what we, what, what it was, was that, like, we had, like, a set of towels. Like, I had, right. I had one towel. I had a Snoopy in, in towel. In your household. I had a Snoopy towel. Right, right. Which doesn't, I think it makes it into the, the episode. Okay. Uh, and it was worn out. Yeah. It was Snoopy. My sister had Woodstock. Okay. And, uh, like, we had a little set. Right. But these the, the, these towels were, were worn out. And, and and that was it. I remember, like, uh, in high school, we got a, a set of towels that said, uh, like, uh, Lemmy. Lemmy on them. Yeah. And it was like, holy shit, we right. got a, a new fucking set of towels. We made, the, we made it. Yeah. This is, welcome to America. <laughs> we got finally got uh, personalized towels. <laughs> but uh, but I would go to my friends' houses. Right. And I would, like, if I was sleeping over and, or, like, had to take a shower or something, I'd open up their uh, linen closets, and there were these stacks and stacks mm. of fat, plush towels, mm, swuffed. Oh my! But the thickest, and yeah. like, and I'm t in their expensive in their country homes or in their regular city right. homes, and it was like, like unlimited towels, stacked to the ceiling. Right, plush fat towels, towels that are never going to be in use. There's sure. so many towels. Sure, that's why if you just took one, no one would miss it. But th th but that was the thing. Even like, I'd go to girlfriends' houses. <laughs> Right. And be like, and I'd be embarrassed to bring people over to my house. Like, no one was taking a shower at my house. Right. Because going to give them my fucking Snoopy towel. Well, but also they'd open the closet and see all the towels you stole from their house. Right. Like, These look like my towels. Yeah. Wait, oh, my God. You've got Bergdorf Goodman towels, too? <laughs> and why is my name engraved on it? Yeah. Hmm. Huh. That's weird. So, anyway, this was a very personal thing for me. Like, And when I was a kid, I was like, one day I'm going to have a, a closet full of fat towels. Yeah. One day when you've made it. Right. And we, you and I have been trying to get the fat towels... I could I love the story. I love I love you yearning for fat towels, you know, as a as a as a symbol of acceptance in yeah. society. And we, uh, I love it. Well, and that and that was the thing. It's like uh when after we made this episode, like they went out and got the fattest towels. They right. Could. Right. Because those guys go around getting the fat towels. Yeah. Here yeah. here I, I Oh boy, I brought, you got it. We got a prop guy. So you know, like I like to steal my clothes. <laughs> I know it. I also you took the towels? I also oh, took the God. fat towels. I mean you can you can buy towels now. No, but these things but it's like when I mean, Jesus, are you kidding me? You, you stole this from the prop department. Like, these feel how heavy this towel is. Oh, oh, oh my God, it's so heavy. It's almost too heavy. But like, so this towel, it's funny because like, this is like, I understand now what, what they went out and, and yeah. did was like, they got the towel that yeah. like LeBron gets. <laughs> what do you mean? Like in his house? Well, or, like uh, he's like, what, like six foot 10 or six yeah, foot yeah, eight yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that? Right, right, but, right. Like, that's what I realized this towel is. Those like, are bath sheets. 
Yeah, like, like they the, call them. Is that the, like the extra yeah, yeah, large? Yeah, the, the really big towels. I call them bath sheets. Yeah. Like he's it's bigger than a towel. Yeah, and he's not using the towel it's I like use. 10 pounds. Yeah, that thing is so heavy. Like my wife, when I got them, she was like, ooh, and she like got out of the shower and tried to wrap it around her, her head. <laughs> she tipped over? Well, it like, it, it like was pulling her head over. It's so heavy. And, and this towel's so fucking heavy. Well, well, because you know there are, so like aside from indoor towels and outdoor towels, what we found out mm-hmm. is, is towels are a very polarizing thing. There are some people. There are some people who prefer a thin towel. Yes, my mom prefers a thin towel because they think that these yeah. fat towels are too cumbersome. Yeah, and might too thick, too yeah. thick, yeah. too heavy, like yeah. too hot. Yeah. yeah, and they want a lighter towel. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not one of those people. My wanna, mom is one of those people. Yeah, like we have some fat towels when she comes to our house, and she'll uh, put those back and take like a like a beach towel. Yeah. Because she likes a thinner towel. Yeah, and I, ca- I can't uh, understand that. <laughs> I, 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 that's what, like, and your mom and I see eye to eye on a lot of sure, things. Sure, 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 sure. But not on, on the, towel, the towel subject. Right. And so, yeah. And so you have all those towels at your house? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I, you, I, this isn't the one I used today. But like, uh, my, my wife is like, where are you going with that towel? Yeah. And I was like, do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell my towel story. I'm doing the, the... Oh, Jesus. The towel story again? Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Jesus. Not this again. Yeah. Motherfucker can't even put that on my motherfucking head. Because <laughs> my wife is Cuban from Miami. <laughs> and that's how she speaks. And that's okay. Uh, but, uh, so yeah. So that's the towel. That's the story. Okay. And, and, and so, and, but let me, aside from stealing the towels from production, have you ever bought, I mean, did you, did you make it to the point where you bought Fat towels to the ceiling for your house? Yeah, but not enough for my taste, frankly. Really? Why? why? I mean, you can. Well, you know. Now you can just, like, hit a button and they can send them to your house. No, I know. But, like, my, my you know, my wife also kind of grew up the same way I did. Her mom yeah. was a teacher. Right. In a, in, in a school. And so, like, she's just more frugal. Okay. Than she I didn't, am. But she didn't aspire to fat towel. No, no. And, in okay. fact, but even now, it's like when I'm like, oh, we're having people over you know it's it's a funny character quirk of hers right she's like how many people (laughs) and i'm like "Uh, it's probably gonna be about 30 people she's like okay so let's see five wings per person okay (laughs) so i'll get 30 people okay i'll get 150 wings i'm like no you can't try to it's like when you try to calculate how long it's going to take you to get to the airport right and then you're slamming the steering wheel and you're trying and you're and you're late then like you can't you don't want to make it just an exact amount Mm -hmm. of wings Mm -hmm. per people like you Mm want to have a little bit more than enough but right. my wife is still frugal. So if okay. I'm like, let's get some more towels, she'll be like, what you want, like? Yeah. A set of like four? <laughs> You're like 20. Yeah, I'm like, fucking load it up. I want uh, I want the, to the ceiling. Floor to ceiling. Right. And I, and I want like just some like washcloth. I'm like, no, the whole fucking set. Bath sheets. I get it. So pissed off suddenly. Okay, wow. Okay. Anyway, but this was a beautiful moment because we've been trying to tell this story. And those guys did a great job. It's like great. Gabe does tell my exact story. Tells the exact story. And then yeah. Granny has the story in the military. In the military. Like, in the military, they made us use thin towels. Thin towels. And I swore when I got out, I never use a thin towel again. Thin towels remind me of being in the shit, man. So come on, help us out. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Yeah, you're going to do it, right? And in the middle of it, when we're on Mickleberry, we have one of my favorite shots. Which is you in the background cracking, cracking a beer. <laughs> it felt great. I'm not using thin towels again. And you can see the spray from the beer can. I insisted on that shot being in the background. Well, also when we were in the sound mix, you insisted on hearing that the crack of that can opening. Yeah. Even though it's like way in the distance, you know. But I'm a big believer in background humor. 
Sure. And I love background jokes. Sure. And that to me, still from a directorial standpoint, tells the story of what's going on without being like these guys, because Terry is a presence. They're talking about the Terry towels. is getting progressively drunk over the course of that episode. And in that, and in that, which is difficult to do, you're in the background. We see you crack another beer and start drinking. And yeah. You're standing in the background and you're snapping your tongues at everyone. Yeah. It paints a full picture. You're right. In the background. You're right. But I'm glad we finally got to tell the fat tale I, I love that. And, I, you know, it was a lot of back and forth about I was going to get to the episode and how to play it right. And every writer and the writers had a different opinion of how it should go. And it ended up working out really well, I think. Yeah. Congratulations. Kev. Yeah. Do you have a dostadning for me? Oh, fuck. Oh, I got a dostadning. Okay. Now that you bring it up. Okay. <laughs> Remember when uh, I was over your house and you had this whole fucking elaborate plot of how you were going to... Um, <laughs> Um, uh, harvest the olives yeah. on your olive oh, tree. It's going to be good. Um, it, it, you had this whole thing about how you're going to harvest. You have all these olive trees in your backyard and they're full of olives and, and all of a sudden, you know, your mind's going like how you're going to make money off it. And so you were going to harvest all these olives yeah. and the way you were going to do it yes. was you were going to use the children of all your friends, mm -hmm. the teenage children of all your friends. And younger. Yeah, to work and harvest the olives. Yeah. Uh, you know, like fucking uh, Oliver Twist. Yeah. And uh, you're going to harvest these olives and then you were going to can them and sell them. Yeah. Jar them. Right. And jar them. And, and give um, the kids a cut. Maybe. I was like, you, you got to give the kids a cut. And you, you balked on that. And then you're like, okay, maybe I'll give the kids a cut. No. You weren't going to do it. You were, you were Fagin in the fucking Oliver Twist thing where you were just going to, uh, you know, make money off of these child labor, these bro. child labor. Uh, and so anyway, you, you laid out that whole plan. I went home and we were sitting on the dinner table and I pitched my kids. Yeah. They fucking laughed their asses off at how dumb that idea was. Well, because like, we would never right, come have over a, there. Have a job because you've never fucking <laughs> no, made them get a not, summer we job. We would never uh, uh, be used as child a labor job? for Steve Lemmy's job? olive scheme. Well, the beauty was you're like, I'm going to get some jars. I'm going to can them and I'm going to bring them to the local farmer's market. And yeah. Sell them. yeah. <laughs> but this like, is... This is like the fucking guitar story is what it is. But this is, this the, is like Owen Meany is yeah, what it is. Yeah, and everybody's <laughs> laughing like you. That's right. At my, so wait, so what's your dostadning? To apologize? That, uh, that we had a really good laugh at your expense. That's not a dostadning. And I apologize that's, for that. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a dostadning. It's not? No, that's not a dostadning. Okay, okay. That's just you saying you... I apologize. A I apologize we had a good laugh at your expense. Should be, your I olive. apologize we've been mocking you your, behind your back yeah, and I want That's what it is, your olive harvesting plan. Let me tell we you We had something. a good laugh about it. Well, the funny thing is, is yes, uh, like, uh, it's like the, the royal we, like, hey, we're going to do this. And what you really mean is like, you are going to do it. Mm -hmm. And I was explaining to somebody today, I was like, a lot of, when somebody just says that, you, all you have to do is just say, okay. Yeah. And then just walk away. That's what I do now. Right. As in my older years. I'm like, okay, great. Cool. Yeah. To me. You yeah. do that when I'm like, we should do some TikTok videos. You're like, yeah, I'm into it. Okay, sure. Yeah. But well, actually, first, what you say is like, uh, you know, you're like, you know, Steve, that's going to take a lot of work. And I'm yeah. like, I know. <laughs> and what you're saying is we both will have to do a lot of work. And I'm like, I know. Sure. Even though I definitely intend to not do it, which sure. is the thing about the, uh, the olives. Yeah. So my so last year my wife we we took some off the tree my wife brined the olives right and they were incredible fresh mm. beautiful olives mm. so first I had Phil Hudson um, check on getting me a license uh, for the <laughs> farmers market <laughs> which he did right and then I started to, then I went down the, my contribution was I went down and I counted all the olive trees yeah. I had yeah and I and I had my wife price some jars of olives while she was at the Ralph's sure. And I was, I was like, there's like fucking 
$50 a branch here. Like, like if you had, if you had a tree that sprouted $50 bills, you'd pick them. Sure. You'd pick all, every single bill off that tree. Yes. You wouldn't have to brine them and jar them and sell them at a fucking farmer's market. What I'm saying is there's a wonderful opportunity (laughs) for the children here. Uh And I would provide the nets. And all the kids have to do is spread out the nets under the trees Uh, and shake the branches. Right. And the olives will fall. And that's all I want them to do. Oh, it's so easy. Why don't you just do it? I will. I'm going to. And, that, and there is the rub. Well, is because that the it's so much is, better. It's not easy and you don't want to do it's it. It's so much better to sit inside and drink lemonade. Uh, yes, you're absolutely right. Anyway, <laughs> I want you to go home and come up with a better door stopping okay, than so that's that. That's not good enough? No, to laugh at me? No, no. You, you, okay. Next week, you should apologize for your poor excuse of a door stopping. Great. Um, you want to look at a gag reel? I would love to watch a gag reel. Boopers! Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Huh? Uh, these? Yeah, I did. I didn't know if you meant like this week's. Okay. Okay, ready? And action! Fucking acting is really hard, man. I'm more of a right side double take guy. Just so you guys know. No, no, no. Wait, come on. <laughs> you look, you don't see anything, and then I'll start. Okay. Definitely yeah. better right hand. Oh God! Every time you practice it, it you <laughs> nail it. Look under that flower pot. <sighs> <laughs> Okay, cut, cut, cut. We're sorry, Proby. I know the party wasn't what you'd hoped it would be. We're sorry, Proby. I know that party wasn't the party. That party. We're sorry, Proby. I know the party wasn't what you'd hoped it'd be. Okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. First one, just glare at him. Amateur hour over here. And cut. Chicken's almost ready! Oh, goddammit. <laughs> sorry, it's not your fault. No, no, I'm sorry. I should know better. All right. Some good stuff in there. I uh, a couple things. I forgot yeah. how bad you were at doing double takes. Well, no, it was like a. It was I don't know. I, I got it in my head and um, I got the yips or something because you know I'm a I'm a good double take guy. See, I'm, but, I'm good at. But it. But that was the thing is when we'd practice when you'd be when you'd practice it, you were nailing it. Right. But it wasn't during the take, and then when it came to the take, you couldn't do it. I know, and I, but I think literally, I have a hard time going left-handed double. You're like Zoolander. Yeah. He can only turn to the right, Yeah, right? I think double take right, I'm great. Double take left, not so good. Yeah. 
And so I think that was part of my problem there. Couldn't get it right. And then the other thing is watching that, I forgot that Heather Mazur did not know how to use a broom. Hysterical. I don't know what, I mean, it's not like she's some high fluting person, you know, she's from Pittsburgh. Yeah, they sweep. She had no idea how to use a broom. And I love it. She didn't call it sweeping. She called it brooming. And, um, but she uh, did not hold it. And we had to move her hands so she knew how to hold it. Yeah, and then she Just broke hysterical. it. And like, it was- uh, Her husband does the sweeping in, in there. I think that was the joke we were, thing, we were making. It's fucking funny. All right, you guys. <laughs> next week, the episode, what's it called? It's 409. Next week is the Firefighter's Wake. Firefighter's Wake. Which uh, was Cousin Bill uh, had a lot to do with that one. Too. Oh, man. Right. I got a an excellent prop in the mail today that I can't, or yesterday, that I can't wait to show next From week's home? episode. From Cousin Bill. Oh, boy. I don't know what it is. For real? Yeah. You, don't tell me. Oh, okay. I won't tell you. Should we have Cousin Bill on that episode? Yeah. So that's the next episode. Tacoma 409, The Firefighters Wake. See you, everybody. <laughs>